everyone. We are the ministry team of Evening Light Tabernacle here in Mendon, Louisiana. We're glad that you joined with us again today, and we would like to share with you some things about the Word of God. And we've been talking about um, the great tribulation uh, that is coming and how to escape the things that are coming on the earth. The Bible said in Luke 21, 34, and take heed to yourselves, lest there be lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfiating and drunkenness and cares of this life, so that that day come upon you unawares. For as a snare shall it come on all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Mm. Watch ye therefore and pray always that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. So, Apparently, there's somebody going to escape the things that are coming on the earth. That's right. It also looks like, from Jesus' words here, it is a as a snare. It'll just, yes. you know, just come up on people quickly. And it, it says it'll come up on all them that dwell on the face of the earth. Yes. So it sounds like that the whole world will go into a wholesale deception. Uh, and we know it well for the book of Revelation says that all will worship the beast and his image, right. except yes. those whose names are written in the Lamb. Lamb's book of life. Yeah. So how do we prepare to escape and who is it that will escape? Yeah, so we were discussing uh, in our last session the difference between the foolish and the wise virgin and how the wise virgin had oil in the lamps, but those that had no oil was shut out into the tribulation period. And oil represents what? In the Bible, oil always represents the Holy Spirit. Right. And so in their vessels, there was basically, uh, these were virgins, they lived a high moral order, they were, they were uh, churches, because a woman represents always a church in the Bible. They were clean people, they were professed Christians, but they lacked the full experience of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so there's a there's a vast difference between church natural and church spiritual. Mm. Because there are many that have an intellectual conception of the virgin birth, of the crucifixion, of the death, burial, resurrection. They have embraced the truths of the Bible from an intellectual standpoint, but have never went on to receiving the full experience of the new birth. The new birth being the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Mm -hmm. And it entails more than just a shaking of hands right. or a church membership. Many have substituted the experience of the new birth with church membership or maybe speaking in a tongue or things of that nature. But the Bible qualifies what the new birth is. And the Bible teaches us that uh, those that are truly under the blood that the power of the Holy Spirit will take away every symptom of sin. Mm -hmm. That sin is dealt with through new birth. So it's a sin cure. It is the sin cure. That's right. So it's not a treatment. Not a treatment. It is not psychology. When Jesus came, John introduced, he identified and introduced the Lamb of God. And he said, Behold, the Lamb of God that taketh away the sin of the world. Praise the Lord. So if the Lamb takes away sin, 
Why are we still living with it? Right. Why is it still an issue? Yeah. Because the blood was to remove every symptom of sin. There's a scripture that says, when we're under the blood, blessed is the man whom God will not impute sin. Mm-hmm. That's why Jesus said, be ye perfect as my Father in heaven is perfect. So it's mm-hmm. safe for us to say that somebody's still struggling with sin failing to overcome and yet sitting in church, going to church, being a good person, as it were, is not under the blood. Paul said, sin shall not have dominion over you. So if sin has dominion over a person, then that is the that is the, the answer to your question. Right. Sin has dominion, it shows that there there's a problem with their new birth. Yes, sir. Because sin will not have dominion. Right. That's right. So they can be saved and obviously be sanctified, but yet lack this new birth experience, which is the baptism of the Holy Ghost, which you're speaking about, which is to cure for sin. Yes, sir. I think that's uh, why they were virgins, because they had, they had the, um, you know, some of the works yes. that had went yeah. on. They had oh, vessels, professions. Yeah. Good point. You yeah. know, they had, um, they had, just were lacking the fire. Yes, uh, because they had no oil. Yeah, I think what's a interesting thought on the oil it was in their vessels not on their vessels good not beside their vessel right. not an anointing but an indwelling right and he didn't come to save us in our sins you know and it ain't that we received the holy ghost or and we received something yet we still lie cheat smoke whatever you know thing unbelief is right. what it is and, and we continue to do this but no if we truly have got an experience with god and god has come and it's the oil is in our vessels. Yes. And he not he didn't come to save us in our sin. He came to save us from our sin. Amen. You know, take the dominion of that thing off of us. I lives. remember in my early Christian walk and knowing the person that I was prior to my, me giving my heart to the Lord, and I would read the scriptures and it would talk about the fruits of the Spirit and it talk about this life that you're supposed to live that it's going to manifest through you, and I would remember thinking, "There's no way possible," because yeah. I'm looking at who I was. And I never got thinking. to, and I, yeah, I'm a professed Christian. I'm saved now. Yes. I'm thinking, this is impossible. And with man, it truly is impossible. Right. But when I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, the oil came inside. These things just, they remedied themselves. Amen. Yeah, I didn't have sure. to work it out. I didn't have to push it out. I didn't have to do anything on my own. It just left. Wonderful. And that's a good, a good point because um, to say that a person does not have the Holy Ghost, it does not de-Christianize them or remove them from not being a Christian. We're not saying that they're not a Christian. But if I were to plant a seed in the field, let's say a a field of corn, and blades sprung up all over that field, do I have corn? Mm. Potentially. Potentially, Potentially, right. But I don't have my crop yet, but I'm well on my way. Right. And same with a Christian. When they give their heart to the Lord and when they confess Jesus as their Savior... Um, that's the blade springing up. Now, potentially, they're a Christian, but they are not a Christian until the life of Christ comes back, lives in them, and dwells in them. That's the Holy Ghost. That's the Holy Ghost. And back to the statement of the blood, when we say they're under the blood, the blood, when we're speaking of the blood, is not the chemistry of right. the blood. It's, right. the it's That blood cell was broke at Calvary. The chemistry dried up, but the life that was in the blood 
is the Holy Spirit right. that comes back on the believer and remedies sin. Yeah. Yes, sir. Because he laid upon him the iniquity yeah, of us all. Absolutely. He was our sin bearer. And if sin was laid upon him, that means our judgment was laid upon him. And that means we are passed from death unto life. So these foolish virgins, they, they have had um, perhaps acts of um, justification or uh, maybe some sanctification and their lives are cleaned up. And so they're virgin, they're good people, they have professions of faith, they have their lamps um, and, and everything. But um, I think hence the name foolish because they failed to get the oil. Right. right. You know, after doing everything else, they failed to get the oil. And so because of that, they are cast into outer darkness yes, where there's weeping, wailing, and gnashing of teeth. And right. again, we want to, the audience to realize this is not that they're lost. That's right. This is that they go through the tribulation further. where there is further purging because they failed, they fell short of receiving the true nature of Christ. And I think this is where you find them in Revelation 7, a great multitude without yeah. number. Yes, who then get led to living waters because they had not previously received right. the living waters of the Holy Ghost, which would be in you like a fountain of yes, life. Sir. So there you see two groups, a group that had oil that went in a rapture and does not go through tribulation. Another group that was saved, that had given their heart to Jesus or gone through repentance in certain steps, but didn't get oil. But their salvation still happened this side of the tribulation. That's right. They're not Correctly. saved in the tribulation. But they're, they're saved, but they need further purging. And yet they don't have life. They will be granted life. Mm -hmm. At that point, you know, the, the life is not indwelling them right. yet because that is the Holy Spirit. Yes. That is the life. That's right. You bring up a good point because there are two resurrections. And the Bible said, blessed and holy is he that hath part in the first resurrection in which the second death hath no power. Right. right. So the second resurrection that we speak of is when all the dead are raised. I believe he speaks of it in Matthew 5, that, that all the dead will be raised, some unto the resurrection of life, some unto the resurrection of damnation. Right. And they will be judged according to their works. Mm -hmm. We are judged according to Christ's works, by God's grace, and that's yeah. why we pass from death unto life. Right. But they will be judged according to their works. Mm -hmm. God have mercy. We don't ever want to that's stand right. before God and be judged according to our own works. That's right. But there will be those, this is, uh, this is the scripture in Matthew 25, where he separates the sheep from the goats. Mm -hmm. Directly after the foolish virgin parable, he goes into the separation of sheep and goats as sheep from goats. This will take place in the in the judgment, the white throne judgment, in the second resurrection. This is where the foolish virgin will come up and will receive life. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, whatever, we certainly want to be prepared for the coming of the Lord. So, uh, again, the preparation for that escape will to escape the things that are coming. And there's somebody that's going to escape. And that preparation is by, by coming fully under the blood of Christ, Amen. by receiving Amen. the true baptism of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And not just a justification of faith, repentance of sin, or, or, or baptism. 
Uh, but more, I mean, water baptism, but more than that, Amen. having been indwelled by the Spirit of God. Amen. In, in Bible Christianity, there is no such thing as a sinner saint. There's no, no such thing. No. They had victory over sin. Right. Yeah. Now, the greatest miracle, it's astounding to me that a minister would not believe in divine healing. But the greater miracle than divine healing, the healing of cancers or the repairing of the body or even raising the dead, the greatest miracle there is, is to transform a sinner into a saint, to change his nature, to change his desires, Mm. to change his appetites. You can take a drunkard, a killer, a murderer, and turn him into a son of God, to take a prostitute and and cleanse her by the power of God and make her a daughter of God and a testimony of the power of the resurrection. This is the greatest miracle. It's easy to believe God heals cancers and blinded eyes today. Right. The greater miracle is that God will change the heart. And that's what he meant in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. He said, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. Yeah. Old yeah. things are passed away. All things. That's the power of the atonement. That's the power of the blood. That's the power of the atonement. What happens, though, is people don't accept the full atonement. They take parts. Exactly They take this part, and then they deny the power of the atonement to do what you just described, to change a life. And so you end up with people that are still subject to sin's curse. Well, this is what Paul said in the last days perilous times would come, and then he describes the wickedness of the age. And then, then he said they would have a form of godliness, hmm. but deny the power yeah, thereof. Amen. And the power right. that is being spoke of is the power to live an overcoming right. life. Amen. Right. Amen. And I believe that a Christian can live a victorious uh, life. Absolutely. That we're not right. just saved sinners, but that we are those who are victorious over the works of the flesh. And and of course. Um, you know, this may be a totally different subject, but let's just bring it clear, you know, that a Christian is one who does not willfully sin. Right. right. We're not willful sinners. Amen. That the desire to sin is done away. It is not that we don't make mistakes. Right. Or, right. Well but, it, but it is that we are not willful not sinners. Practicing and we're not practicing yeah. sin. So, you know, in anything that we would do that would be wrong, we just quickly repent. bring it repentance right. and bring it under the blood rather than continuing practicing that sin yeah. and say, well, you know, but I'm perfect through the blood because right. the blood covers me and I'm already perfect, uh, you know, or I'm, I'm not perfect, I'm just forgiven. Well, no, we are to be perfect. Amen. And that perfection comes by the true baptism yeah. of the Holy Ghost Amen. where he takes our judgment and cancels out our sin and yet gives us a power to live a a life above sin that sin does not reign in our mortal bodies. That's wonderful. It's basically, you know, people that say, well, I'm perfect, I'm perfect, I got... But if you haven't accepted that life of that lamb, the nature of that lamb, and let him rule over your heart, you don't have nothing but Old Testament sacrifice. Right. But now we have the a perfect lamb that was slain yeah. 2,000 years ago, gave his life to us, but that nature of that lamb can now come into you. Yes. Where the woolly lamb couldn't to the Old Testament believer. And and, and we, we're accepted because he's accepted. Yes. Old Testament believer went in. If his lamb was accepted, then he was accepted. Amen. Right. 
But now we're accepted because we've accepted the life of that Amen. lamb. Right. And it's not we that we're the perfect. It's him that's perfect. Amen. We are accepted in the beloved. It, accepted in the yeah. beloved. And, and so it would be exactly what Jesus said. It's not me that doeth the works, but it's my father dwelleth in me. He Amen. Wonderful. And when you have the indwelling spirit of God in you, then he does the works of God through you right. and causes you to live a Christian life. Of course, this makes a lot of people angry. Because they know they cannot live this overcoming life that we're talking about. And so, you know, they become very angry to even suggest that it can be done. But actually, it is true that you can be so filled with the Spirit of yeah. God that it gives you a power above sin. Amen. That you can, you can walk with God. And if these kind of people... That God's going to take in a rapture. Amen. 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 You know, there's uh, uh, in the scriptures in the book of Revelation, he refers to the people left behind as the remnant yeah. of the woman's seed. Mm -hmm. And a good, a good maybe mental picture or uh, depiction of that is if a woman is cutting out a wedding dress, as you mentioned uh, formerly, that that the bride is making herself ready. Uh, and she cuts out a wedding dress, she has a pattern in her mind. Mm. And she has in her mind what she wants. So she cuts it out of this fabric, and she takes that pattern, and she uses this for her wedding dress. But what's left outside of that pattern mm. is called the remnant. Now, she don't throw the remnant away, because the remnant can be used. And when the Bible speaks of the remnant of the woman's seed, when Christ takes his elect out for his bride, there is a remnant that is left behind that will go down through the tribulation period and appear in the second resurrection at the white throne judgment. Amen. Well, as we wrap up the session today, it's been good to talking about this because we want to be a people prepared for his coming. Yes. And we know that like many churches teach that the church will go through the tribulation, but there's a bride that will be raptured out before that. Amen. Amen. So God bless you. And we look forward to seeing you again in another session. Thank you for joining with the ministry team at Evening Light Tabernacle. For more information on what you have heard today, please visit us at eveninglight.net. May God bless you.